Hazel. What's up? Oh, it's fucking cold. Absolutely. <laughs> we have had a cold snap, I feel like. It's so cold. I've been having like three layers of blankets and in my Udi over the top of me oh, and still I'm like... <laughs> did I tell you about the guy from work that called it like an Udi? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, oh, is that what they're called? And he goes, well, what do you call it? I'm like, well, an Udi. And he's like, but it doesn't have a double D. I'm like, either does Hoodie. Hoodie, yeah. You, <laughs> you still <laughs> pronounce it. It's, <laughs> it's Hoodie without the H. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like... I've o- been wrong before. It's an oversized Hoodie. So it's an Udi. That's right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, it's well, definitely anyway. an Udi. I think because like, the first O is so big, people are like, Udi. Ooh. Ooh. Well, that's probably how it feels when you put it on. Oh, Ooh. It, it definitely <laughs> is. Like, you felt one. Yeah. Do you have one? No. Oh, I know. <laughs> Don't get one. <laughs> Don't get one, and I'll get one for Christmas. I know it's going to be hot during Christmas, but like. <laughs> I have seen, like, the cute, um, like, Winnie the Pooh one. Have yeah. You seen that? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, they have, like, um, Hogwarts ones and like the house ones now too. Oh, do they actually? Yeah, they have Star Wars ones and Friends ones. I know they have Star Wars, but like also I'm like being performance manager at work because I've never seen Star Wars. Yeah, so. no, that's right. Or Lord I've, of the Rings. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I knew we were the same. I, I, think, <laughs> I actually want to read the book Lord of the Rings oh, first. <laughs> Sorry, just some background noise. <laughs> So cute. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to read the books first before I actually watch the movies. And that was hey, what baby. I said like 10 years ago. Star Wars don't have books, do they? No, do they have books? I don't think so. But no, no Lord, Lord of the Ring books, I wanted to read them. I think first. I started reading those after like I was traumatized from yeah, the movie like when the I was like five. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I've just never, no. <laughs> I've never brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and plus, I have so many books I should be reading, but I'm not. I know, um, I go through, like, stages. I don't know if you're like this, but I go through stages where I'm like, ooh, give me all the paper, all the book. And then I'm just like, reading? Yeah. <laughs> Who has time? <laughs> See, I have a... Um, Booty, I swear to God, if you attack my leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have... Ooh, not so much, me, oh, my... This one. Yeah, just don't just kick him, touch him, or, like, look at him when you're behind. <laughs> um, no, he's, like, laying between my feet. Yeah. <laughs> I have a... Um, Playing with... Things. Okay, sorry. That's right. Uh, oh, there is actually a toy attached to that chair. So oh, good. <laughs> great. Like he's, he's hovering. Good and great. Uh, no, I have um, it's sort of like a subscription in a way, but it's uh, a membership to a book club. So cute. For um, online bookstore, which is an Australian brand, and every I think three months I have to order a book. Um, she's just keep... stalking him, which is hilarious. Yeah, she hates him. Sorry. <laughs> so every three months, I have to order a book to keep my book club membership alive. Right. Yeah. So like, I have to order a book. I'm like, this is a great incentive. Doesn't mean I have to read them. <laughs> Did um, you see? I feel like I saw something this morning. There's like a new Fifty Shades book. Oh god, no! I, I, oh, I don't put Fifty Shades on um Netflix. Do they actually? <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> I went All to the of cinema. them. I, I saw, you went to the cinemas? I saw the first one. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I went to. That would be an uncomfortable film, I think. There was a lot of just theaters. females and like some males that were very uncomfortable. But it was the funniest thing ever. But uh, I went with a couple, like a friend and her sister, and um, we all read the book, <laughs> and we just kept turning to each other. That didn't happen in the book. That didn't happen in the book. That did not happen in the book. The book. Where's the part that happened in the book? <laughs> the, I never had or read the like hard actual copy books. Like mm. I just downloaded PDFs of them and skimmed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes, it was not worth it. The first time I read it, I was like, oh my Whoa. god, I get, yeah. I get the hype. And then the second time I read it, I'm like, this is actually trash. Yeah, <laughs> trash. Like, it is so <laughs> trash. Like, as her writing style is just horrid. Especially when you start reading people like Stephen King and Danielle Steele, who does um, erotic novels and stuff as well. When you read... She's the OG. Yeah. So how's your week been? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been, like, full on. Yeah. I say that every week. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to be changing. Okay, outside of work, how was your week? Oh, really good. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there um, it is. I managed to do, I have, like, um, one of the ladies that I do class with. Yeah. Um, we've set up, like, a little, like, a studio. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, you're saying. At the house. So yeah. it's been really good to, like, do that. So we're doing it. Sorry, one dog's barking at the other dog, and the other dog's like, stop barking at me. It's a common And I'm sense. laughing, because, yeah. like, my dogs were up all night last night, because a foxy lox was sitting on the other side of the fence, <sighs> like, literally staring at them. Yeah. yeah. For Amazing. ages. I love that. I love that so It much. was fucking annoying. <laughs> so, we're doing, like, two spin things a week. Oh, awesome. Like, a body pump. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just, I really want to get moving. And I also, so stupidly, <laughs> signed up for a 10K in July. Um, <laughs> which is like now. It's not that far away. <laughs> and like, I can walk 10K, yeah. but I just can't walk 10K quickly. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, it's not a competition. <laughs> but it is. Yeah, and um, a friend of mine also signed up, like, willingly i was like yeah let's do 10 what are we doing why are we only doing five fucking That's amazing <laughs> can you do like five each yeah <laughs> or like yeah, we'll do like a relay two and an eight like yeah. <laughs> we'll do a relay That's funny. so i just want to like i don't know and i've just been i find like i hadn't been sleeping really and i've just found like even increasing that to doing like an hour of exercise every yeah. day yeah i am sleeping not long but deep so, uh, oh, that's all right. A yeah. deep sleep is, is I'm feeling like better when yeah. I like wake up instead of you yeah, know, like yeah. a death wander. So I um story my no. <laughs> I started like AM boot camp again this yeah. week. So I went at quarter to six. It was so I had to get up at five o'clock to get there in time. That's what time I get up. I know. And I like for you, that's like normal for me. That's like horrific. I wake up like, like pinging. I'm like, yeah, I know. I wake up and I'm like, Ugh, like I have to do it. Remember when we talk about um, getting everything ready and like your launch pad and everything. Like I do that the night before Yeah. on the Monday night, which I always come home late on a Monday night anyway, cause I've got classes and I come in and I'm just like slowly just like getting everything ready and like ugh, I'll shower and stuff. And then I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to bed and then, we did, um, so it's a strongman boot camp. Oh. So it was a lot. <laughs> that sounds hard. I, yeah. <laughs> it's it exactly how it sounds. <laughs> and it was log press. So I got up to 34 kilo log press, which is an overhead press, which like overhead presses I usually are pretty good at, but because it's a different position for log, because normally when you do a press, your arms are like out, but you have to have your arms in like the way that you hold the log to push them up. So yeah. it's a lot more like, like a tricep. tricep. Yeah. And we do those. Like we swap between. Yeah. Yeah. And I do tricep. I'm doing, yeah. um, for those of you playing along at home, I'm yeah. doing like the actions. Yeah. <laughs> Same. And like I do tricep stuff, but not 34 kilos of it. So. Um, Triceps are like the smallest muscles. Like, yeah, I know. Nobody's doing Nobody, 34 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, Except for maybe Iron Men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Strong Men. Whatever. Fucking hell. <laughs> These people. Um, and it was like a you go, I go thing, but as a pyramid. So it was like, I do one, you do one, I do two, you do two, three, three, four, four. I hate 
Um, things like that. I know. I hate group. <laughs> I hate group oh, activities. Like I'm okay with like group activities, but I hate being in a pair where the other person's workout is dependent on what you do or do not do. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> like because. I find it really easy to talk myself out of those things because I don't want to let the other person down. Yeah, I know. So, so do I. Which I, is stupid because, yeah. like, yeah. It's, anyway. it's like, it's all mentality as well. Yeah, like, it is. But, like, so there was three of us students and then the trainers. So there was four of us there. Um, there was two boys and us two girls. And um, there were two boys partnered up and they were together. That was fine. But then I had to partner up with, with the trainer. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. She's like, you and me, Hannah. I'm like, oh, okay. And I couldn't <laughs> do three. I couldn't do more than three. Like, Fair even some, like two and a half more than But anything. that means you've already lifted like 90, over 100 kilos. I can't do math. We all know. No, no, yeah. what it can't <laughs> no, but I can add the three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. But yeah, it, 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 like it's fine. But sh- um, and, and the more goal than that, was like, yeah, like an, uh, repeated it. Yeah, which is fine. Like she said, it's fine because even in training, I, like I could only just get the overhead press at one time with thirty four kilos, um, and then yeah, so you're already like improving. Yeah, yeah. So I did like a couple in a row. And I'm like, okay, yeah. this is cool. And then I got to train. I'm like, I can't do any more. She's like, I just keep it at three, and she kept going up. So it was supposed to be up to twelve, and then back down again. Yeah, for the That's whole not for the whole session. <laughs> think so um i i was so sore because the, the night before we did um stone to shoulder so yeah, like, yeah 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 50 kilos stone to shoulder and my because it things like that is one arm like dominant so one arm is like tired and the other arm is like oh fine. i'm fine yeah and i had like Fuck all that. these welts and bruises and stuff all over my body and then that night i was at pole class so i'm like i found a new bruise like you can probably still sort of see it well, so oh my god! still there, but like these. One of my um, my arm, um, were the worst ones. But yeah, one of my sister in laws just started hoop. Like she does oh, like a hoop class, like like aerial hoop. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I was like, yeah, Hannah does that. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I bruises everyone. I'm like, Hannah yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> one of the girls come up to me after. Meanwhile, oh, I'm like, I fucking broke a nail yeah. typing on my keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> one of the girls come up to me after class, like a pole class, and she's like. Can I ask you where you got those wicked bruises from on your legs? I'm like, it's okay. It wasn't from Paul. It was from Strongman. She's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, I You're like from like my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Likes it rough. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know what, like, because I serve a lot of people and I have all these bruises on my arm. Because like, they look like fingerprints. Yeah, Hannah, they're calling, like, the poldies. The pelpels. Because the <laughs> they actually look like fingerprints. Like, someone's actually... Yeah, they're done, saying yeah. this... this this girl needs help. Yes. She needs assistance. But yeah, I'm like, I'm not an abuse victim, but they're just, they're training bruises. And with tra- tra- training, <laughs> I did air quotes. No, but uh, they really are. They really are. They really are. Like, and also, like, like that's not laughing. No, it's fine. But, no, no, no. but I'm just laughing because, like, huh? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's fine. But, like, with the stone, because the, everybody else was training with the stones, and they used tacky, which is just really, it's tacky, like a tack, like it sticks you to the stone, so that you can How do you let it go? <laughs> you don't and this is where I'm getting like there was left over tacky on there and I went to put the stone down after yeah, that's doing what, yeah. it completely stuck to my head nope. and I'm like okay I guess we're both going down together and I had to like go down with the stone because <laughs> normally I just let it drop but I'm like okay we're just gonna like there we go and then I had to like very like like rip my head off yeah so no I actually did it at one stage and my shirt got stuck to the tacky and it like pulled right out and Charlie, like our trainer said, she's like, 
Yeah, in competition, people have like ripped shirts and all the stuff because they they because of their muscle. Yeah, nuts. But like, yeah, because they're tacky, get stuck to their shirts and it just rips into it. So they're like, don't wear your good shirt for competition day. I'm like, okay, I'll remember that if I ever compete and use tacky. But that shit is Crazy. like, it's like, what's that? Um, gorilla glue, like that girl with the gorilla glue in her hair. It's basically like that. Yeah. Could you imagine if I got glue in my hair? Just oh like sidebar. Oh, could you imagine you like have to shave your hair or something? Or like, yeah, fuck that. Do you know, what day was it like raining at lunchtime? Maybe Thursday? Mm. And like, I walked down. My boss and I walked out because we we're walking like in the same direction. Yeah. And like we walked down, I could hear rain. And I just, I, like I said his name, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I have an umbrella. Yeah. So, yeah. And he went and got it for me. That's so cute. I don't I'm know. like, this was almost an incident. Yeah. <laughs> like I almost had to go write a report. <laughs> I, I remember every time it rains or like drizzles or something, and I walk into my, my hair and people laugh. And like, I, cause normally I don't care, but like, cause I have my, like I spend a lot of money on my hair now. Yeah. Just like my hair. Right. <laughs> but, Same yeah. as like the sun on my face face i'm like dude seriously this yeah. like i spent a lot of money on my face <laughs> like yeah getting the good skins oh so annoying skins. yeah we ended up there was only three of us at class yesterday so we also had to do like a rotation with the trainer and oh. that was like Ugh. brutal yeah and then i said i'm like oh my arms are dead and she's like i can never tell with you i'm like you can never tell what <laughs> i'm like what do you mean you can never tell if i've worked hard enough it's <laughs> like that's really good you, you come into class tired you leave tired <laughs> well i think it's because like i don't say anything yeah like yeah. normally like i stir people up and stuff but i don't really complain about what we're doing yeah so yeah i grunt a lot and that's one of my trainer knows like because like 34 kilo i'm like oh she's like yep yep you're getting pretty we tired, did like a like, boxing yes. hit yesterday and it yeah. was like the last thing we'd done like a heap of like body weight moves and stuff and you know like it takes toll on your arms yes and then like the last boxing move was like a plank and you had to like tap the gloves oh. and my arms were like dead. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm like, oh, my arms are dead. And I had to kind of like come out of the plank to like shake them out and then go again. And she's like, oh, good. I can never tell. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> just just assume that I'm always tired. Yeah, assume that um, you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Amazing. Annoying. Okay. Well. Are we ready for that time? I think so. Should we tell everyone what we're at? gonna talk about yeah maybe we'll do like an intro and then you'll can pause and do some research of yourself and mm, then come back okay um i say it like it's impressive but anyway um so i was doing some like i don't know i guess you call it deep dives i don't even know how i fucking found this but basically <sighs> back in like the 1950s there was like an expedition in russia yeah or soviet or whatever yeah and then like um <laughs> that people went missing and they found them and it's remained like unsolved really until today. And there's heaps of conspiracy mm. theories and stuff about it. But then um, earlier this year, a new report was released where Wait, they're did like... did they find them alive or were they... Dead. Okay. Yeah. Um, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, cause how do they not know if they're alive? But like, yeah, it makes sense, right? Um, and so there were heaps of conspiracy theories about it. Mm. And then like last year, a report was... Re- I think the investigation was opened again in 2019. Yeah. And then earlier this year, a report was released that said, like, it's probably most plausibly like this that happened. Yeah, okay. Um, but, yes. Yeah, I'm intrigued. So, it's called... Um, it's called... <laughs> it's um. about the... And, like, you all need to bear with me because the names are Russian. Really, <laughs> I am not Russian. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, right? Weird, because, like, I can... Yeah. <laughs> I have such a great Russian accent. So, thank you. <laughs> 
So it's called the Dyatlov Pass incident. Um, so basically he, it, that's the surname of like the main, like the leader of the expedition group, I guess. Yeah. So y'all can Google that. Um, but we also have a BuzzFeed quiz, which I thought would be like kind of fun. Yeah. Um, it's kind of old, but would you survive a night alone in the wilderness? Mm, at least it's trying to work. It's probably the ones old and wouldn't work. <laughs> and then the um, caption is, would you be more Bear Grylls or barely alive? <laughs> One time I told, so in high school, this guy was obsessed with Bear Grylls. And he started growing a beard and I'm like, and someone's commented on his beard. And I'm like, you know, it's fun. Look, you look like Bear Grylls. And he's like, Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> like, you're welcome, man. Or should I say bear? <laughs> biggest hype person. Yeah. That's why I'm like all day. I'm like, yeah, Will, you're killing it. Yeah. My boss is like, are you right? I'm like, yeah, I'm just hyping you up. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Can you not tell by my tone? <laughs> yeah, fuck. Speaking of tones, actually, I had like a colleague was going through something at work. Like, not a beat. They were just having, like, an off day. And I was, like, looking at my computer typing. Mm. <laughs> and I'm, like, seriously, um, if you need anything, I'm, like, here for you. And, yeah, I'll um, help you out if you need. And I just, like, kept on me. <laughs> and boss sticks his head out. And he's, like, Zoe, you know how we had that conversation about, like, you sounding more sincere? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, genuine. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, turned around. I'm like, okay, I know that didn't sound it, but I am like serious. Yeah. If you need anything else. <laughs> it's like at work, someone will ask something. I'll be like, you can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> Always get like a little fish bump as well. I believe in you. <laughs> I'm like, I need to really like work on my, yeah. you know, yeah. tone. It's fine. Because I'm just like, ugh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's all about the delivery. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First question. Why are you laughing? Just the first question. Oh, which of the following is a must in your survival pack? We've got a teddy bear, chocolate, a sleeping bag, or a knife. I feel like a knife. You want the teddy bear, don't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm torn because I feel like it would be... A sleeping bag is yeah. pretty essential, but like... I feel like a knife because then I can kill shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you can sleep anywhere. And... Well, and I'm assuming we have clothes on. Assuming? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, next. Do you see a fog by the... Uh, what? <laughs> Don't go into the fog. <laughs> you see a frog by the stream. Do you? Tell it your life problems bef- because a frog can't tell you to shut up. Become best friends and add each other on Facebook. Oh Eat it. Kiss it. Maybe he's a prince. I'd probably, like, tell it my life problems because, like, if you're in survival mode, you need to stay sane. If, if you say saying you need to like express your feelings. If I'm in survival mode, maybe he's a prince man. Oh, maybe. So I'm gonna like, kiss it. <laughs> you wouldn't want to eat it because it could be one of those psychedelic frogs. Or well, that's just like, like kiss a it, and then you just at at the very worst, you just get like a really weird high. high. For a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're in survival mode, that's the worst thing that can happen. <laughs> you see a bear coming towards you. Do you play dead? <laughs> Offer him some of your chocolate. Give him your teddy bear or run. Well, we can't do well, we can't two do or three <laughs> because we didn't pick those. Oh my god! It, oh, that, see, that's circumstantial. Because if I want to heal, I'd run. Because you survival one hundred one. Um, what they don't run uphill? Do you run in a zigzag and their legs are so stubby that they tip <laughs> trip over? Do they? Actually? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember watching this like um. How far do you have to zig and zag? Just as long as like a no, tip, like tip how over. far does you zig? Like. I don't think it really matters too much. Just oh, like just start with start with a little bit, and yeah, if okay. it's still chasing you, go like you probably have to like oh my because you wouldn't want like just dodge. You just want no, you, you know want, what like, I mean. Like you got like, to do a proper like, like yeah. turn and like yeah. stop and like a, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. So I would run. 
just depending on the situation. I would like to believe that I would run, but I feel like I, oh. just, <laughs> I, feel like I would be like paralyzed. If you do play dead, though, go into like the feet, like like scrunch up into a tiny, tiny ball. I watch They're still t- going to rip all of your organs out through your back. Yeah, but it's better than through the front. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I remember watching something and it was like, if you're in the instances that you meet face to face with a bear, this is what you should do. So you can run if you're near a hill or like play dead and go into a little ball. I've watched all- too many of those, like I shouldn't be alive. So, yeah. yeah. And like bear attacks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because like the thing we need to watch out for in Australia is like snake bites and heat strokes, snakes, bees, and spiders, things like that. And I was growing up how to watch like running away from bears. Yeah, <laughs> relevant. So relevant, <laughs> right? <laughs> for my obvious travels that I'm gonna do <laughs> one day. Uh, I was looking at property like because I'm a dickhead. Yeah. I was looking at property in like Texas and Florida and stuff. Weird. Fuck me. Like, you get good deals over there. You just need but you also are, got to remember that minimum wage over there is like $10. Oh, bitch. Whereas, I am working on minimum no, wage. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> but like minimum wage here is like $26 or something. Is that like, actually? There's I, no way that's true. For ca- is it? casuals anyway. It's like, yeah. See? She knows. Because <laughs> I work... Yeah, yeah, everything is different here than it is there. But like, I work in waitressing, which is the lowest paying job in Australia, and my starting rate is twenty six dollars an hour for like casual during the week. And on the weekends, I get more, and like public holidays more, of course. But like, yeah, twenty six bucks is what I get an hour. Like, if you're younger, it's different because like of age and stuff. But if you're of age, <laughs> then yeah, it's um, of age. <laughs> of age. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, I believe you. Thank you. I don't even know what my hourly rate, like, honestly. And don't at me because I know that sounds so privileged. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I think when you're full-time, though, it's still more, like, less because I, I work... Uh, I get less at the clinic, but I'm full-time. But you get different things as a cat. Like, you get leave loading and stuff, I think. Whereas... Exactly. Like, yeah, that's it. When yeah. you're full-time, you get, like, your li- like yeah, paid leave. Yeah, you get paid. That's, that's it. Yeah. So, it's... I'm in so much trouble with my leave. I have, like, seven ADOs sitting there. So, they yeah. accrue once a month. Yeah. And I have, like, 35 days of annual leave. Mm. And I have, like, over 300 days of sick. All my... Oh, yeah. <laughs> all my annual leave... Like any annual leave I take is always forced because I never take annual leave. Like I had to, I had to take annual leave because I had the most outstanding annual leave out of anyone in the clinic. And like it's not my fault. Like COVID fucked everything up. Like I wanted to do something, but yeah. I was like, there's no point doing anything. I'm not gonna waste my leave just sitting at home doing nothing. Amen. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question. You come across a woodland corner shop. What? Oh, wow. You can only afford <laughs> what? Yoo-hoo, because I'm not. That's literally my favorite thing from any movie ever. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> um, you can only afford one thing. What do you buy? Oh, the new Grazia is out. How? <laughs> An energy bar. A water bottle, a birthday card. It's so cute. I'm sure it'll come in handy. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? I'm, I'm I kind of want to. I kind of want to redo this quiz just to do the stupid, stupid answers. Yeah, I'm doing a water bottle. Yeah, but then again, it depends what I've already got. So I'll, I'll say a water bottle because you can survive on just water more. Well, than then like also food. it's a container then. Yeah, true. Boring. You're but well, you're dead. <laughs> She's the one buying the, the birthday card. <laughs> you. <laughs> 
I'd like kill a shore and steal every. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would in a game, though. <laughs> Where do you make a shelter? By the river, close to a water source for your frog. <laughs> Let's go find the bear. He'll have a cozy den. Oh Mistake. Yeah. In a cave. In a tree. Ooh. Or in a tree. If Hunger Games taught me anything. In a tree. In a, in a tree. tree. Yeah. 100%. Like, you just get a rope and you like, like, if Mulan taught me anything, you tie that shit around the rope and you just like, yeah, got it. You find an animal carcass. Do you cry something <laughs> sleep? Yeah. Avoid at all costs. Dinner sorted. Make a memorable flower garden a la Katniss Everdeen. Um... I'm okay. avoiding it only because that's how, like, Ebola spreads in certain nations. <laughs> yeah. And that's how, yeah, people Yeah. Because you don't know, like... It's so circumstantial. Like, but, like, it's, I'm it's assuming it's maggot. Dead? No, I'm yeah. assuming it's, like, maggot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to, yeah, avoid it as well. I could maybe cry myself to sleep as yeah. well, but, you know... <laughs> You get one phone a friend. Who <laughs> can you call? <laughs> you can call anyone in the world. Who do you call? Bear Grylls. Duh. <laughs> oh, shit. I've been meaning to call the hairdresser. <laughs> That's me. <gasps> Taylor Swift. <laughs> Your mum. Who's to say? If we're in survival mode, how do we know that these other people are going to be alive? I'm also, obviously- Taylor Swift has millions, by the way. So She's not going to get in contact with you. No, she's getting us the fuck out of anything. Oh, no. I'm calling Bear Grylls. Duh. <laughs> But then my hair's probably going to be ruined from survival mode, so I could probably... But is Kaz going to be alive if we're all in survival mode? Oh, I thought this was us just getting lost on a hike, like that one time we were oh. lost at Mel's Caves. <laughs> we would have found our way back eventually. Okay, Bear Girl's fine. <laughs> Don't let me sway you. No, I'm you like, you know change. what? I need to be alive to come out the end of this to get my to hair To get your hair done. <laughs> you find a pencil and paper. What do you do? Oh, do you remember that, that S? Yeah. You like you guys all know you did like your three well your six, six lines, lines and then you like connected them up. To make a cool S. Um, Draw around your hand, keep them. Paper for fires, pencil for hunting. Pencil for hunting. Oh yeah. Draw a picture of a fire, maybe <laughs> Maybe that will keep you warm. Well obviously I'm gonna keep them. Yeah, we're clearly gonna keep them. Yeah. You need a pee, what do you do? Oh, this song's gonna suck for you, man. Yes. <laughs> In case y'all haven't figured it out, <laughs> I um, prefer running water. <laughs> Run to the nearest bush and let it go. Pee in a bottle and down it in one. Recycling is good for the planet. No thanks. Pee yourself. <laughs> when else would you get the chance without being publicly humiliated? Hold it in the frog is watching. <laughs> okay, I'm just going in the bush. Like, we'll see. The bush. Because what if it's like more like behind that you it or whatever? React to. I suppose we'll do the bush though. That would still be bottle. better than like pissed pants. <laughs> Depends. <no. laughs> what would you do as soon as you got home? Tune into a zine's flute recital. <laughs> Binge on Ben and Jerry's. Watch some more Bear Grylls Born Survivor. Throw a welcome back I'd probably, Ice cream. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'd probably binge. Ah, What did you get? You're a natural. Shut up! Yes, bitch, yes! Like Nikki and I just going, yes, bitch, yes! <laughs> you could survive Bear Grylls. Oh, wait, what? You could give Bear Grylls a run for his money. Survival is in your middle name. That's yeah, hilarious. bitch. That's amazing. That's hilarious. That was great. That was incredible. Really good. Good, solid vibes. Good insight. 
Good insight. Good games. <laughs> good hustle. <laughs> good hustle. Good hustle. <laughs> I remember doing one one time it was like would you survive a zombie apocalypse or how long would you survive a zombie apocalypse I think I got like one month I would be like one minute yeah I would be shitty yeah mine was the worst because like morally I wanted to do all these things right but like obviously in a zombie apocalypse you should do all these things wrong so it was like your friends falling over what do you do leave. You leave them or like go and help them I'm like fuck i go and help them i go and help them yeah <laughs> like i know i would but the right answer is leave yeah i know yeah um do you remember like years ago when 3d tv first became like a thing yeah and do you remember like one of the first movies on 3d tv was like that zombie movie i can't remember it was like um there was like a virus that had gone through I can't remember the name of the movie. Like Zombieland? <laughs> no, it was like a... It was like a proper, like... I don't know. I can't There's remember been the name couple. of it. Like... But it was like one of the first 3D movies. And you couldn't, like, get many on 3D. Yeah, I see. And I made it through, like, I reckon 3 minutes 58. And I had to turn it off. Okay, yeah. so if we're ever in a zombie apocalypse, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. You won't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> You're too, like, morally good. I know, I'm so <laughs> stupid. That's why I only last a month. <laughs> yeah. More than the one minute Although, that I last. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I've played the last Well, that's last. three minutes 58. Yeah, I played the last of us, and I, like, finished that pretty much, at, like, six, seven goes. <laughs> uh, well, I've never finished a game in my life, uh-huh. except I was on the last level of Shrek 2 on the GameCube, but I'm pretty sure that's only because you played with me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I can do to help. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. That's why you're my bitch. Uh, <laughs> Not like my mate, like my, like, I don't mean it like bitch bitch. I mean like main bitch. You know what I mean? Like a ride or die bitch. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't sound like that. That's no. what I meant. <laughs> you're my bitch, bitch. Yeah, but like, bitch. <laughs> Not like bitch. <laughs> Like, I'm not riding a bitch on a motorcycle. No. no. You know what I mean. Because you're the bitch on the motorcycle. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm holding off a deal now. You know, I used to be cool and could, like, ride them and stuff. Do you know that? What? I had my own, like, motorbike and stuff. Oh, did you really? Yeah. We used to have quad bikes here, but all we could do was just go up the driveway and back again when the route was here. Oh, yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, no. no. But that was still so much fun, though. Fun, fun. You just like go around. You're like, oh, I'm gonna stack it. I'm gonna stack it. Oh, no, I didn't stack it. <laughs> you like just whiz back down again because it's just this tiny like little circle. circle. And quad bikes don't have the best turning circles. No, we had two, and one was like really good, uh, the red one, and then the other one was a bit stiff in the in the handle. So I was like, I get the red one because it's smaller. And then the boys had the blue one. <laughs> Sucked in, boys. So good, hilarious. All right, let's learn a little bit about the Dallas Pass incident. I'm not going to like go into full like, yeah. you know, 400 million pages of research, but basically I'm just going to give you an overview of like what happened and some of the theories that are out there because yeah. it's like okay. Interesting. interesting. The injuries are like insane. This yeah. is why this is what sparked all these. Yeah, yeah. Conspiracy theories? Uh, so like basically in um, or between like the 1st and 2nd of February in 1959, there was like nine of these Russian hikers that died in the, um, I'm going to pronounce all this shit wrong, so I don't like, in the, in <laughs> the looking forward to it. mountains in uncertain circumstances. They were all experienced hikers. Um, they were led by a man called Igor Dyatlov and they had established a camp on the eastern slopes of, I like, <laughs> Kolat Sikil. Okay. Um, I believe you. During the night. 
And then like uh, in the middle of the night, something caused them to like cut their way out of their tent from the inside and flee. And they fled in like various like forms of undress. Like some had no shoes, some had one shoe, some had like just underwear, some had managed to like put coats on um, and they like fled. But they had, it appeared um, when the tent was found that it had been ripped from like the inside out. Oh my God. Yeah. Like they hadn't exited in a standard fashion. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So after the bodies were just discovered um there was an investigation by the soviet authorities and they said that six had died from hypothermia and then other three had been killed by physical trauma oh one of the victims had major skull damage two had severe chest fractures or chest trauma and one had a crack in the skull and then um four of the bodies were found in running water in a creek and three of those four had soft tissue damage to the head and face two of the bodies were missing their eyes yeah, one was missing um, a tongue, and another one was missing its eyebrows. That's weird. Weird, right? Like, just the hair, or like the whole skin as well? Well, it doesn't say. That's so weird. <laughs> it did it, it's difficult to say. Yeah. <laughs> I already have questions. <laughs> um, the investigation that was opened was concluded that a compelling natural force had caused the death. That's literally the a compelling natural force. Those That's the wording used um and then heaps of theories have been put forward and like ever since so some are saying like there's animal attacks hypothermia avalanches catabatic winds infrasound induced panic military involvement or like a combination of them so we'll talk about some of those theories later holy Um, shit isn't that insane that's so much when i like was starting to read about this i'm like what the it's like where do you even start with it like well who knows (laughs) Um, in 2019, like I said before, Russia reopened an yeah. investigation. Mm-hmm. And then in July 2020, they concluded that an avalanche had led to the deaths. They're saying that survivors of that avalanche have been forced to suddenly leave their camp in low visibility conditions with inadequate clothing and had died of hypothermia. The deputy head of the prosecutor's office said that it was a heroic struggle. There was no panic. Um, but they had a chance to save themselves under the circumstances. Well, they had no chance to save themselves, sorry. I'm sorry, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that makes no sense. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> um, and then there was a study led by scientists from EPFL and ETH in Zurich that was published in 2021 that suggested the type of avalanche known as a slab avalanche. Avalanche is what oh, killed them. Oh, I see. Um, because people were like, well, there was no obvious signs of an avalanche or yeah. like that kind of trauma. So they're sort of saying that, um, it was a slab avalanche. Yeah. Um, so instead of it like rolling down the hill, I guess it kind of like falls well, flat, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then that caused like the crushing, like chest trauma and yeah. skull fractures and that things makes like sense. that. Yeah. Um, and there's now a memorial there. So it's about 500 meters southeast of the site of the actual final camp. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a little memorial with all their pages. That's, that's and nice. So that's kind of the background. Um, it goes into a bit of like all the exact like dates that they left and things that they were doing. Um, yeah. But essentially they said on like where they left, they told the people um, that they should reach their destination on February 12th. And they'd send like a telegram or whatever. Yeah. And then that never happened. And then I think it was like February 26th that the official like they went looking yeah and they originally found i think the first three bodies um early and then they had to wait for snow to thaw to find the four that were in the creek or whatever at least like their bodies would have been preserved with that with the the ice and yeah sorry (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's 
so comforting. Well, then like any, like then they wouldn't have gone into decomposition, which then leads them to not be able to have an accurate idea of how they died and stuff. Like yeah. it's just, it's all like. Oh, Except for, you know, their be. eyeballs being eaten and things like that. Yes. <laughs> well, well, no, because eyeballs would, I think they're the first thing to like go. Yeah, but only two of them were missing. Yeah. Eyes. Yeah, but okay, it's fine. <laughs> but they all died at like, the same time. You know what I mean? Like at the exact same time, or did some die first and then the other dies later from hypothermia? Interesting. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, See what, what I mean? <laughs> what is sad about this is that was there was one 38 year old, but the rest were all under 25. Oh. Um, was a 38 year old the, the leader? No. Oh. He died of severe chest trauma. So, do you want me to like tell you the people's names and what they died of and their age? What their yeah. supposed cause of death was? Yeah, do it, yeah. Okay, laugh at me. <laughs> like, because I'll no. pronounce it. Wrong. <laughs> it's fine. Igor Dyatlov, who was the expedition leader, he was 23 and he his official cause of death was hypothermia. Mm-hmm. Yuri Doroshenko um, was 21 and his official cause of death was hypothermia. Ludmila um, Dubanina was 20 and she her supposed cause of death was internal bleeding from severe chest trauma so hers is definitely like the worst yeah <laughs> georgie krivonishenko mm-hmm. <laughs> was 23 and he died of hypothermia alexander kolevatov was 24 died of hypothermia zinaida komogorova was 23 and she died of hypothermia rustam slobodin was 23 he died of hypothermia Nikolai um, Thibault Brignol <laughs> was 23 and he died of a fatal skull injury. Semyon Zolotaryov was 38, severe chest trauma. Um, and then Yuri Yudin was the final member. But when they, um, he set out and I think on like the second or third day, he turned back because he had like an injury. Oh. Um and he was 75 when he died, but he was 21 at the time. So he had like a knee injury or something and he turned back from the group oh, I and see. never made it as yeah, far. I yeah. See. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I'm just like, what? <laughs> so that's cute. So they basically spent like a little day in a village getting prepared to go on their trek. Mm-hmm. They found like diaries and cameras and stuff in this group. Cause they were, um, I forget what they were actually searching for or yeah. going to look at, but yeah. basically it tracked, it made it, those um, things made it possible to track like where they had gone oh, yeah. and um, the timeline sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So on, so it's believed that on 31 January, they arrived at the edge of this Highland area where they were going to start climbing yep. and they found, they stashed like a heap of food and equipment and stuff that they would pick up on their day back on uh, their way back. Yeah, yeah. And then it looks like they started to go through the pass. And then when they were going through this pass, they made camp and that's when, you know, like they, like, all the bad things happen. Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying that it's it's like they decided to set camp at the altitude so they didn't have to go back down and camp somewhere, like, more safe, I guess. I they see. decided to try camping on the hillside. Yeah. So, yeah, they said they would send a telegram on the 12th of February when they reached the destination. The 12th of February passed and they hadn't got any messages and nobody reacted jump to action immediately because like what's a few days here and there it's Mm -hmm. the middle of snow they're experienced hikers yeah all of that on the 20th of february their travelers relatives demanded a search and rescue operation yeah and that's when on the 26th of february they found the abandoned and badly damaged tent um the student who found the tent said the tent was half torn down and covered with snow it was empty and all the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind 
Um, investigators said the tent had been cut open from the inside. Nine sets of footprints left by people wearing only socks or a single shoe or even barefoot could be followed, leading down the edge of a nearby wood. And on the opposite side of the pass, well, they, sorry, they were going to the edge of a wood on the opposite side of the pass, but yeah. they kind of like never got there. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. After 500 meters, those tracks were covered with snow, so they couldn't kind of follow them yeah. like the whole way. Yeah, yeah. And then at the forest's edge under a large Siberian pine, um, they found visible remains of a small fire. And that's where they found the first two bodies, um, mm. Krivonoshenko and Doroshenko. They were shoeless and dressed only in underwear. And the branches on the tree had were broken up to five meters. Um, and they had, like, blood and, like, um, wow. bits of skin and stuff. Yeah. Like, in the bark. Yeah. Which suggested that they had, like, been climbing to look for something. Yeah. Which might have been, like, another camp or, yeah. you know, like, some, yeah. some safety. Yes. Um, so, between that pine tree and the camp, they found three more bodies. They found Dyatlov, Kol, Kolmogorova, and Slobodin, um, who died... In poses that suggested they were trying to return to the tent. Mm. So, like, they got out and then they yeah. were, like, trying to get back. Um, and they were found at distances of um, 300, 480, and 630 metres from that tree that the first two were found. I see. The remaining four travellers took more than two months to find. So, they were found on the 4th of May under four metres of snow. Wow. In a ravine that was, like, 75 metres further on from the pine tree where they originally found those first. <clears throat> yeah. And then three of the four were better dressed than others, so there were signs that some of the clothing of those who had died first had been removed to be used by others. Ah, yes. As you said before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dubonina was wearing um, Krivonishenko's burn-torn trousers, and her left foot and shin were wrapped in a torn jacket. Ah, um, they did the inquest immediately after their first five bodies and medical examination found no injuries that might've led to the death. So they were concluded to have all died of hypothermia. Mm-hmm. Um, and while Slobodin had a small crack in his skull, they said that it was probably not a fatal wound. Yeah. An examination of the four bodies in bodies in May, uh, that were found in May changed like what they all thought about the incident, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they had the fatal injuries that we talked about before. There was like skull damage, major mm-hmm. chest fractures, and then... One of the researchers said that the force required to cause such damage would have been extremely high, which is comparable to that of a car crash. Wow. And notably, the bodies had no external wounds associated with the bone fractures. Yeah. They had been subjected to a high level of pressure. So this is like, it's all a bit weird, right? Like um, all these fractures and things. Yeah. Um, All four bodies found at the bottom of the creek um, in the, they were found in like a running stream of water. Yeah. And they had soft tissue damage. To their head and face. So, like, they were missing tongue, eyes, part of their lips, um, some facial tissue. And there was, like, a fragment of skull bone missing and eyebrows, like we said before. And then the forensic expert who did the postmortem examination said that they happened postmortem due to the location of the bodies in the stream. Yeah. Um, There was some initial speculation that there were, like, indigenous people in the area that were reindeer herders and that they had attacked and murdered them for like going on their lands. Um, But like a lot of them were investigated and it indicated that the nature of their deaths did not support the hypothesis. And only the hikers footprints were visible. Like there were no other footprints and there wasn't a sign of hand to hand struggle and temperatures were low, like between negative 25 and negative 30 degrees Celsius. That's like fucking cold. It's snow. Like it's icy. Yeah, so with storm blowing, um, them being only partially dressed, and some had only worn some shoes. 
or like one shoe, one sock. Yeah. Um, they were found, yeah, in snips of ripped clothes that seemed to have been cut from others who were already dead. People that were reporting on that inquest say six um, of the group members died of hypothermia and three of fatal injuries. There were no indications of other people nearby. Apart from the nine travellers, the tent had been ripped open from within. The victims had died six hours, six to eight hours after their last meal. Um, traces from the camp showed that all group members left the campsite of their own accord on foot. Some levels of radiation were found on one of the victim's clothing, which is like weird, right? Like why weird. are you yeah. searching for radiation? Yeah. Um, and then to dispel the theory of an attack by those indigenous people, they said that the fatal injuries of the three bodies could not have been caused by human beings. Yeah. Um, because the force of the blows had been too strong. And then release documents contained no information about the condition of the ski's internal organs, and there were no survivors. So at the time of that inquest, the official conclusion was that they died because of compelling natural forces. Yeah, that makes sense. So that was in 1959. And then in 1997, they found some negatives from um, Krivonoshenko's camera. Right. That had been kept private from investigators. Um, oh. So the film material ended up being donated by Ivanov's daughter to the Dyatlov Foundation. Um, and then the diaries of the hiking party ended up in the public domain in 2009. In 2018, Zolotarev's remains were exhumed on the initiative of journalists of the Russian tabloid newspaper Komsomolosakia. Okay. <laughs> Contradictory results came from that. So one expert said that the character of injuries resembled a person knocked down by a car. The DNA, the DNA they found, or that they did analysis on wasn't similar to any DNA of the living relatives. And then, in addition, it turned out that Zolotarev's name was not on the list of those buried in the cemetery. Nevertheless, the reconstruction of the face from the exhumed skull matched post-war photographs of Zolotarev, although journalists expressed suspicions that another person was using his name after World War II. So they think there's like, yeah, (laughs) bloody Russia. (laughs) So weird. Um, And then in February 2019, Russian authorities reopened the investigation. Mm -hmm. Although they were only investigating three possible explanations, which were like an avalanche, a slab avalanche, or a hurricane. Yeah. But the possibility of crime had not been discounted. Yeah. So then there's some, like, theories, right? So, and just rumours and stuff. You know yeah. what the rumours was yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. So apparently 12, there was a 12-year-old who became the head of the Dyatlov Foundation later, and he attended five of the hikers' funerals, and he says that their skin had a deep brown tan. So there starts to be these theories about, like, mm. the radiation and, like, that there was, like, a um, weapon of war being yeah, tested and things yeah, like that. Yeah, That would just happen from, like, the hypothermia. Well, you would like, think, like, yeah. Have you seen, they're like, like you starting to when like... you put meat in the freezer and, like, it's just, like, frostbite? Not, not frostbite, uh, freezer burn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it goes from, like, a pink or a red to, like, a brown. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> that's <And> then, science. <laughs> science. <laughs> and then on the, um, apparently there was another group of hikers, like, on the mountain at the same time. Yeah. Um, and they reported to see, like, strange orange spheres in the sky. Um, to the north on the night of the incident, and similar spheres were observed in Iverdale and adjacent areas. These sightings were not noted in the 1959 investigation, and the witnesses came forward years later. Right. So there's a few, like, theories like that. Um, Yetis. Hmm? Like, <laughs> um, 
What was another one that I read? Yeah, like aliens. And then there was one thing that was saying like, and I didn't know this. You probably did. When there are certain stages of hypothermia, which are rare, like yeah. very, very rare, but you get um, some people react differently. So you think like you're burning hot yeah. and you begin to undress, yeah. um, which just kills you faster. Yeah. But like, yeah. yeah, so they were saying there's there's lots of explanations. <laughs> um, no, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> so basically um, in July of 2020, Andrei Kuryakov, who's the deputy of the Ural Federal District, prosecutor general's office so that's the district where they like the mountain that they were climbing announced an avalanche to be the official cause of death for the the outlaw group in 1959 and then there was independent computer simulation released later and like analysis was done by the swiss researchers mm-hmm. and they suggest that an avalanche was the cause yeah um makes sense <laughs> it's yeah so there's like a yeti hypothesis it's hilarious i t- but a yeti, yeti can't cause hypothermia. Oh, like it's so they were saying because of like how they had tried to climb up the tree and there was like uh, so much like skin and stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, that they're like running away from things. So there's contradictory evidence to the avalanche, right? Which is why everyone sort of you know conspiracy. Yeah. So basically, the location of the incident didn't have any obvious signs of like a traditional avalanche that we're used to like seeing in films and stuff. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It would have left certain patterns and debris would have been distributed like over a wide area. Yeah. And the bodies found within a month of the event were covered with like a shallow layer of snow. Um, mm, I see. And if there had been an avalanche that was like had sufficient strength to sweep away the second party, they would have been swept away as well. Um, like the, the first party. Yeah. So, and they would have had more serious and different injuries um, in the process and they would have damaged, like the whole tree line would have been damaged, yeah. whereas it kind of remained untouched. Yeah. There's been over 100 expeditions into the region since the incident, and none of them ever reported conditions that might create an avalanche. Mm. So that was interesting. There's an analysis. They did an analysis of, like, the terrain and the slope, and even if there could have been a specific avalanche that found its way into the area, its path would have gone past the tent, and the tent had collapsed from the side but not in a horizontal direction. So they're like, no. Doubtlaw was an experienced skier and much and the much older Zolotirov was studying for his master's certificate in skiing instruction and mountain hiking. So they're saying that it would be highly unlikely that those two men would have picked a camp that would have been in the path of any potential avalanche. Yeah. Um, and then footprint patterns leading away from the tent were inconsistent with um, someone, let alone a group of nine people running in panic from either real or imagined danger. Um, or f- <laughs> Maybe they licked a frog or they kicked a frog and they're like, whoa, the world's ending. <laughs> well, so they talk about these theories and I can't remember the name of the type of um, things they're talking about. But up there, um, if the conditions are right, it could create this kind of like almost a supersonic um, sound from the wind, uh, which can drive you insane. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you couldn't like stop it. Mm. Um, and it yeah, like irritates the ears and stuff. And like they could have been yeah. trying to get away from it. But if so many other people have like... Don't yeah, so they were saying it would be like, you know, this really weird. It would have to be like the right amount of pressure. And yeah, 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 of course. Um, Science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they just said the foot, footprints leading away from the tent towards the woods, yeah, were inconsistent with individuals who were walking at a normal pace. Then in 2015, they did some more investigation. The weather on the night of the tragedy was very harsh, apparently. Apparently, there were wind speeds of up to hurricane force of 20 um, to 30 meters per second, which yeah. is... 
um, like 108 kilometers an hour yeah. and a snowstorm with temperatures that reached like 40 degrees below um, zero. Um, they weren't considered in the original or by the original investigators in 1959 and because those people got to the accident three weeks later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and any remains of, a, of the snow slide that might have happened had settled and there was fresh snowfall. Interesting. So they talk about, yeah, um, heavy snowfall, strong winds and frost. They're saying that they dug the tent and the campsite into like a slope which dislodged and weakened the snow base. So during the night, the snowfield above the tent um, started to slide slowly under the weight of new snow from like all the wind and and the snowstorm that was happening. Um, And it gradually pushed on the tent fabric, but it started at the entrance. So they wake up and start to evacuate in panic. um, And they're only able to grab like certain things. But when the entrance becomes, when they realize the entrance is blocked, they sort of like panic and rip the tent open. Yeah. And then they go down the slope to find like this perceived place of safety. Yeah. Because they have incomplete clothing, they split. So two of the group were only in their underwear and pajamas. They were found at that pine tree near the fire pit Mm -hmm. and their bodies were the first and confirmed to have died from hypothermia. Yeah. And then the other hikers attempted to climb back to the tent to get sleeping bags. They had better clothes than those at the fire pit, but were still quite light and with inadequate footwear. So they were the bodies that were found. um, Yeah. Between that tree and the campfire and they were found in poses suggesting that they had fallen from exhaustion while trying to climb in deep snow in extremely cold weather. Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the remaining four equipped with warm clothing and footwear were trying to find or build um, a better camping place down further in the forest. And their bodies were found 70 metres from that fireplace under several metres of snow, which one was indicating that they had fallen into a snow hole formed above a stream. Um, so they had like fallen down and the snow had come on top of them and like yeah. crushed them. Yeah. Yeah. So factors that contributed to the tragedy were extremely bad weather, lack of experience of the group leader in such conditions, which led to a selection of dangerous camping place. But, you know, they kind of, that goes back and forth because they're saying he was like, the outlaw was so experienced. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he was young. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. All really young. And after the snow slide, another mistake of the group was to split up. So mm. rather than building like a temporary camp down in the forest straight away, trying to survive the night. So, yeah. And then in 2021, they just did some more science that sort of suggests how the snow slab could have fallen yeah. um, and caused those injuries. That's And then the wind I was talking about before is called a catabatic wind. So there's some lot, so they're rare and can be extremely violent. And there was a case in 1978 in the Anaris Mountains in Sweden where eight hikers were killed um, and one was severely injured in the aftermath of that kind of wind. Mm. And the topography of those two locations are similar. Yeah, okay. um, so it would have made it impossible to remain in the tent. The most rational course of action would have been for the hikers to cover the tent with snow and seek shelter behind the tree line. On top of the tent, there was also a torch left turned on, possibly left there intentionally so that they could find their way back once the winds had quietened down. I see, yeah. Um, and then there's also another theory about infrasound. So mm. that's like the high-pitched noise that kind of, you know, yep. causes extreme discomfort yes. <laughs> and mental distress for the hikers. Because of their panic, they may have been driven down or to leave the tent, um, like, you know, as quickly as they could. 
Um, and by the time they were further down the hill, they would have been out of that infrasound's range. Yeah. And they would have regained their composure, but then they would have been able, unable to find their way back, back yeah. to the tent. And they're saying that some of those more traumatic injuries suffered by the three victims that were found in the stream could have been from landing on rocks in the darkness. And then there's, you know, like military testing theories. And they talk about the undressing. So even though they're desperate caused by hypothermia, it can produce that behavior we're talking about um, where they believe that they're burning from warmth instead of like cold. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a really quick overview. Um, Yeah. I mean, like... There's a bunch of like movies and things about it. And yeah, there's been like three or four investigations into it. And yeah. I really do think it was like natural causes. I don't really I think there was a Yeti, but yeah. <laughs> um, there's heaps of stuff out there. Like if you deep dive, you'll see all the um, just insane conspiracy theories yeah. that are out yeah. there about about it. Okay. What do you think? Well, I mean, it's like decades long, like investigation. So if this happened recently, there would be so much, so much more like better, better equipped. Um, investigation skills yeah. and stuff. Yeah, we would have been looking at things like weather patterns. What yeah, was exactly. And then, snow. Yeah, yeah, back then it's so much harder because they don't have that all those equipment and, and mm. the adequate like resources and stuff. So for them to relaunch the investigation makes sense now because they have state of the art technology yeah. that can like really help them. Um, but it's still like a lot can get missed between now and back then and yeah yeah i don't know it's, it's a tough one but i think the natural causes makes way more sense yeah than like <laughs> the most sense yetis and things like that yeah i'm um, interesting about the winds and stuff though i've never heard of that like yeah. that um they can occur at yeah. you know like frequencies yeah like that that you know can hurt your ears and cause yeah. you to kind of go like temporarily insane yeah or that the yeah. wind was just physically so strong that they could not sit in the tent like. yeah that that wind theory makes sense though because there's um a room but only very 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 few people have gone into that is like a noise cancellation room Ugh. and like you can't there's no outside noises like it is so isolated i think the longest anyone lasted in there was like 42 seconds like or something like that, or maybe 48 minutes, or something like that. It was 40-something. It was, like, minutes or seconds, but, like, you cannot spend more than, like, an hour in there or something like that because you will go literally insane. Wow. From, like, just how that sounds silent scary. it is. Like, yeah. like, you know, just no noise at all. Yeah, whatsoever. it was just insane. Like, I should look into it a bit more, but, like, I remember seeing it. I'm kind of like, huh, eh, I'd like to try that. No. <laughs> no, no. I would no. like to stay as yeah, sane no, as I can. I know, I know. It was just, at the time, I was like, I'd try it. No. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm like, no, nah, I think I want to keep my sanity. <laughs> Whatever's left of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the small shred that I still Yeah. Okay, well, that's kind of a quick rundown about the Dyatlov Pass incident. Well, um, before we go, mm. first of all, um, hit us up in our DMs and stuff like we say all the time. Because, yeah. you know, I actually have had someone request a um, topic for us to talk about. <gasps> oh, exciting. Yeah. So I'm going to do my oh. research for it as well. Um, and very we'll, cool. We'll, we might talk about it next week, or we'll see how we go anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I I was kind of like, yes, I will research it. I'll look into it. And so <laughs> good. Yeah. Amazing. That's amazing so if you have any topics like we say every yeah. time just let us know and we can um, look into it let us know how you felt about that episode and the format it's a bit different to normal normal mm. we're normally we're a bit more like conversational um, <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah we also just talk bullshit most of the time but before we yes. do go we do have long time listener long time fan yeah who has a birthday today so taylor you know who you are this will be coming out the day after um but we love you we hope you have 
an amazing day just yeah. relaxing and spending it with you know your family and your friends you deserve it so yeah. happy birthday have plenty of cake yeah for us <laughs> and some grogs yeah <laughs> even though it's a school night but whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever doesn't matter uh, thank well you. we love you guys don't forget to subscribe rate and review and we will talk to you next week yeah thanks guys thanks okay bye, bye.